I want to preach to our young people. Because the way some of our young people, the trend that's being established in their heart is that they're going to be vacuumed into the forces of, of the devil in which they will not be able to escape from if they're not careful. So I want all of our young people to listen to me. I want to preach to you tonight on the subject, frogs, elephants, and fleas. <clears throat> no, I'm serious. <clears throat> I really do, and the reason why is because I felt because of spending some time and deep prayer for our young people that uh, the Lord just, uh, I, I believe, wanted me to talk to you. Three little stories that I heard in times past, and I've used them all in a message here. One dealing with frogs, one dealing with elephants, one dealing with fleas. Now this is supposed to be a fact. Now, I've not seen the experiment, but I'll give it to you. It's my understanding that you could take a frog and drop him in a pot of boiling water, and he will immediately leap out. Have you ever eaten frog legs? How many people do we have here that's eaten frog legs? Over at Heritage House, they have them each Friday night. I'm not trying to promote Heritage House, but if you never... Wrap your choppers around a frog leg. <laughs> Maybe a visit to the Heritage House might be quite a unique and bizarre experience. <clears throat> now, frog legs are very de delectable. Believe me, they are. I used to go frog hunting in Texas. I mean, do we have anybody here that's ever been frog hunting? Man, look at the hands. Can you believe that? <clears throat> Boy, this is very unusual, yes. <clears throat> I'd like to talk to all the frog hunters after church here. <laughs> we, we might start a frog hunter society. <laughs> no, not really. <clears throat> you drop a frog in a pot of boiling water, he immediately leaps out. And... Uh, if you do not somehow restrain him or tie him and drop him in, you, you will not affect him with boiling water. In fact, his skin is tough, and it is my understanding that he can leap out so fast out of water that's boiling that he won't even get blisters. But contrary to what you might think, you can literally boil a frog if you put him in cold water and put him on the stove. And you put a fire underneath the water. You can turn it up, and as the water gradually heats, you can boil him to death. And it won't leap out. He just somehow will just sit there, and as the water is getting hotter and hotter and hotter, he will stay in that water until such a time that he cannot leap out. 
Now listen to me, young people. Now some of you young people have sat through this service because I've watched you and you've done nothing but laugh and cut up and talk. You need to hear what Pastor Grant's saying to you tonight. Because you're in some lukewarm water that's getting hotter and hotter and hotter and you're not going to be able to leap out unless you listen to some man of God. Now I know what I'm talking about. Because I can go back to 1972 when I took the pastor of this church and I can name off a lot of young people who are a million miles away from God that sat under my ministry and under the ministry of some of the Sunday school teachers here. Some of them are in jails, institutions, and various other places that are not complementary to some of the things that they represented at one time. It is very, very easy to get vacuumized and pulled, sucked into the system of the world. It's a lot easier than what you think. See, this is the reason why that that John wrote the letter to the church at Laodicea in Revelation 3. And he was, he was giving the words of God to the Laodiceans. This is what he had to say. I would that you be hot or cold. For if you be lukewarm, God says, I will spew thee out of my mouth. And the word spew there is making reverence, a reference, pardon me, to vomiting. That's what God is saying. Now, I've got some water here. This is this water was brought in here straight from the fountain, I assume, because it's nice and cool. I like cool water. And every now and then, before the ushers get the water up here, I'll take a drink of some water that's a week old and it's hot. The only thing that I can say complimentary about it is still wet. But I don't like to drink lukewarm water. Do you? And that's what the Lord is saying. You see, you're in the body of Christ. Christ is in you, but you're in Christ just like Christ is in God and God is in Christ. And when you're in Christ and you're lukewarm, the Lord says, hey, you make me sick to my stomach. I can't take that kind of stuff. Because lukewarmness is the breeding bed for hypocrisy. You know, a person that's real cold, they don't care who knows what they do. A person that's on fire... They're too conscientious to, to, to let down. But a person that's lukewarm is in a very sad place. And the reason why, you see, the world, through its atheistic teachings and such, has produced agnostics and skeptics and a lot of things that are not complementary to our society. However, the church, in a lukewarm state, has produced a far worse character and a greater detriment to society 
than the world has because a lukewarm church will produce infidels, reprobates, and hypocrites. And as far as I can read in the Bible, that's worse than not even believing in God at all. A reprobate? A reprobate is a reject. That's what it really means. It means reject. It just simply means that, hey, God just looked down and says, well, wait a minute now. You're taking too many things for granted. I don't like this. And what I'm going to have to do is withdraw my spirit from you. Now, that's bad. But you're talking about serious, that's heavy stuff, young people. You may think that you're exempt from it, but you're not exempt from it. Because for the most part, we have a lot of young people in our church that are unthankful for the truth that they have been reared in and that God's given them. Just totally unthankful for it. Now, on the other hand, it's quite strange. We have young people who come in from high schools and from out of the world, and they just give their heart to God, and they're so appreciative of it. Listen. Listen to their testimony. They can tell you, the world does not work, period. And through some curiosity of whatever it is that you have, Is it up here? No, that means get started, Brother Grant. <coughs> I don't know what I did. I don't think I did anything. Well, I must be doing something. Now, what was I saying? <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. The world does not work, and I don't know why that some of you young people are having some of the problems you have. If it's curiosity, you're better off to talk to some child of God who has scars already that they will never overcome. I can assure you of this one thing. I've got scars, physical scars in my body and mental scars in my body that I will live with. I've got things in my mind I have to live with, and I live with them through disobedience to my parents. You see? And it just seems like that your forgetter never stops. It just keeps, you just keep remembering those things, and you can't get over it. I'm having problems with my foot, my ankle, right now as a result of disobedience to my mom who told me you shouldn't play football. I don't want you on the football field. It is not the proper place for you. I went ahead against her wishes. I was a big, tough teenager. She prayed for me. I went flat on my back in a, on a wet football field to the point that they told me that they'd probably have to amputate my foot. I can stand here and tell you a lot of things. And this thing has been a constant agony for me. 
And when I look at it now and I see the bursted capillaries and such in, in a certain part of my foot there, and, and I see that, that uh, th- this thing swelling up every day and burning like fire, and it all came because that I was too stubborn and too hard-headed to listen. And I think I need to share that with you. You see, some of the things that you're playing with, are, they're, they're not just little cute things. They leave permanent scars. I went into a church one time and began to preach. And I noticed all the young people sitting on the front. And they were praising the God, the Lord and worshiping. And I asked the, one of the church uh, deacons after service, I said, I noticed the young people here just seem to be so much on fire. Tell me why. He said, well, he said, really, we've had problems with our young people for years. And could I also say this to our elders who are here and Sunday school teachers and such? Our problem's not unique. I've recently gone places where the pastor asked me, he said, would you counsel with our young people? Just can't get them to pray. And I said, well, wait, you don't need me because i got a church full that's got the same problem. He said, well, when I come preach for you, I'll counsel with yours. They just seem to listen to other people better than listen to their parents and listen to their leaders. But this man told me, he said, he hung his head and said, our young people have not always been on fire. But he said, about three weeks ago, he said, uh, carload of teenagers left the church. He said, I remember they pulled out a Mustang and headed down the road and spun out on the church and we all hung our head thinking about these young people. How wayward they were. They went straight down the road and they were laughing and cutting up and the boy driving wheeled the car over ran head on in front of a semi-truck and killed him. And several of them ended up in the hospital as a result of this young person dying who was cutting up and acting up in church that night, the young people decided, hey, this is really not a game. This is real life. And uh, said, so that's why they're on fire. I don't know if they're still on fire or not because that's been probably 10 years ago. But uh, <clears throat> listen to me. Get a hold of God before something comes your way that you'll have to live with the rest of your life. And you may say, why would God do that? Because God is more concerned about your soul than what you think. I can truthfully say this. I'd rather have pain in my ankle the rest of my life than today be living for the devil with no hurt, no hope of eternal life. Somebody cared enough for me to pray, God, save him at any cost. Because I'll tell you what I had my mind set on doing. I had my mind made up that I was going to play professional football and become a wealthy businessman. And I probably wouldn't be a preacher today. But I can truthfully say this. You see, I've lived on both sides of the track. I am much wealthier than any pro 
athlete in the world. I can prove that scripturally. You see, Jesus told the elder son of the parable of the prodigal in Luke 15. He said, Son, all that I have is thine. And everything that God has is mine. You may say, well, then why don't you get it, Brother Grant? That's what I want to preach to you about tonight. I think it's so very important that we understand why God sometimes does not give us the desires of our heart. Sometimes He doesn't. You may say, but the Bible says He will. Well, I think that that is true if it's not taken out of context. But some people ask for ridiculous, crazy, and silly things that would destroy them. I have prayed many, many times, and I still pray this. God, don't ever let me have one earthly possession that I personally cannot handle. I don't want it. I don't want to drive any car, live in any home, wear any clothes, have any bank account or anything that I can't be a steward over. You see, it's all right to own property. The problem, however, is that somewhere in all the getting and giving and the exercising of Christian stewardship, some people develop an unthankful attitude. And when that happens... You don't own property. Property owns you. And you don't own cars. Cars own you. And you become a servant to simple, frivolous things that are temporary and things that will pass away. And you see, when they own you, they become your God. Paul said, if you yield your members to them, that's who you serve. And some of you young people, now please, my heart is heavy for you. You have got some of the most stupid gods Things that are holding you and binding you. I say that without reservation. Just silly little things. Don't be like the frog who sits in the pot until he dies. Get out of that lukewarm condition. Jump out right now while you've got the power to do it. It may be cute for you to go around and, 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 and discuss how old-fashioned and how square Christians are. But I'll assure you, anybody that'll bend an ear to hear your garbage... 
is just as gullible as you are. I don't want to turn any young people off. I want you to hear me. This is, listen, this is heavy stuff. Jesus Christ is coming. Let me ask you this. What if you came to church and there was nobody here with a key to open it up because the Lord had to come? You see, the tragedy of Luke 16 about the rich man is the fact that he did everything Lazarus did. He did it at the wrong time. He prayed when it was too late. He had a burden for the lost when it was too late. He was concerned even about the beggar when it was too late. Because once he had passed the bridge of death and gone into eternity, it was too late to do anything. Absolutely too late. Now, I haven't read any scripture yet, but I'm planning on it. The other story deals with the elephant. The elephants are taken... And they're chained when they're young and they're broken. And sometimes they're even beaten to a point of submission. After they're chained. You know, do you realize how big a chain it takes to hold an elephant? Have you ever seen an elephant chained? While the elephant may not be able to break some of those chains, he can almost pull up anything that you can tie him to. The largest land animal is an elephant. And I've seen some of those chains. The links this big around. I'm talking about just the metal. The, the links are this big in that thing. That thick. Or that big in diameter. The of the, the metal. You, my! And, and those people who train those elephants, can the task of picking all that metal up, sometimes three and four hundred pounds and dragging it around. But once the elephants have been beaten into submission, they're very brilliant, very intelligent animals. And very obedient. Occasionally you will find one who is a rebel and, and attacks a, a, a person that's in a crowd and crushes someone to death, but that's very rare. The story goes like this. After they have been beaten into submission and trained, the trainers then substitute the chains for small ropes. And they're tied with a real small rope. And in a raging tent fire that was started by a spectator, everybody ran outside, but the elephants that were tied with a small rope stood there and burned up. They didn't realize they had the power to break the rope 
Why? Because they had struggled and struggled and tried and tried and tried and tried and tried against the heavy chain. And when they stopped trying, it was then an indication to the trainer that the elephant had submitted himself. So we will substitute the heavy ropes or the heavy chains with ropes that we can carry around in our pocket. And once they stop trying, they don't try anymore. And the tent literally burned down. And here these big, strong animals died in a flame because they would not try their strength against the rope. Now, Paul calls our attention to a principle. He says that quite often we're knocked down. But in in our common day language, we could put it like this. He said, but when you get knocked down, he said, just make sure you're not knocked out, that you get back up. And it is a known fact that young people, not really knowing what they want to do, a lot of you young people, you don't know if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a preacher, or a well digger. You don't have any idea what you want to be. Isn't that true? Some of you, you don't know. And there's a lot of frustration in your life because you just you're trying to figure everything out. What am I going to do? What will I be? Where will I go? And you're real concerned about it. And because that there's no definite direction in your life at this time, it's just easy for you to become confused with life. You don't even one day you pray, you're on fire, you can believe God for miracles. Next day you don't even know if there is a God. Now, I'm talking to you this way because I've counseled with some of our young people and they've told me that. But you see, the moment you stop trying is indication to the devil he's got you. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to start a fire in your tent that's going to burn you. And past experience because you quit. You gave up. You're going to let him destroy you. You see, there is a principle there. A very, 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 very important principle. You can't let it happen to you. I don't care how confused you are. You'll just become more confused when you dilly-dally around with drugs and rock music and sex and everything else that the devil has. It's a known fact that when you get 18 years of age, 85% of all your values and personality has already been cemented in for life. Now, if this is true, Unless some abrupt turning around occurs in some of you young people's lives, you are a mess. 
and a menace to society forever. But you see, I happen to believe, because the Bible teaches it, that in God all things are possible. And the reason why that they are established and cemented in, they're concreted in for the rest of your life, is because usually in the years of struggling, the problem is you give up, you quit. God Put some fight in you. Put some want to in you. Put some desire in you. You need to hit this altar tonight and you need to you need to come up with a determination. You need a you need your fist clenched, so to speak. And your jaw set as a flint toward eternity, saying, I'm going to fight the devil and all of the wilds of hell, and I'm going to make heaven my home, regardless of what this world does. Praise God. And listen, you can do it if you want to. I say you can do it if you want to. And you've got to understand this, even though that there are many, many spirits in the world that's bargaining for your soul. If I understand my Bible correctly, when Satan was cast out of heaven, he only took one-third of all the stars of heaven with him. The stars of heaven are making reference to the angels. If this is true, and I believe it is according to Scripture, then that simply means for every bad spirit, there's got to be two good ones in the world. That simply means if you'll open your eyes to spiritual things, you're going to find out that for every devil there's two angels protecting you. That's the way it works. The servant of Elijah. Do you remember the story there? The Syrians were camped around about, and he got afraid, and he thought he was going to be destroyed, and... and uh, He went in and reported. He said, oh, he said, we're, we're surrounded. We, you know, way we can. <laughs> the master sent him out and said, go take another look. After three looks, he prayed and said, God, open his eyes. And when he went out and blinked his eyes and looked, God allowed him to see the spirit world. And when he saw the spirit world, the whole heavens and the mountains and everything was filled with chariots and horses and such. And uh, he came back in and he said, you know, whew, praise God, there's more for us than against us. <laughs> and it is that way. Well, I don't know what your opinion is of the church, but I can tell you one thing. This church is going up in the rapture. And there's no devil in hell that's big enough to stop it. Hallelujah. But if, if you want to be a loser, keep doing what you're doing. But who wants to be a loser? I mean, who wants to be a loser? You heard the message that Brother Brian brought to us in this rock music seminar. 
that he had. That was so repulsive, Brother Brian. Just terrible. It made me want to just go home and brush my teeth and take a shower and clean out my fingernails and <clears throat> walk through the house and pray the devil's off the walls and out of the closets and clean up the place. Well, that's what he was trying to do. But you know, <clears throat> the devil knows that he is fighting a losing battle. Isn't that true? <clears throat> you, you remember the time that Jesus passed across the sea, went over to Gadara, and came into the graveyard where those men were possessed with legions. Legions mean many, as many as 10,000 or 12,000 demons. Can you feature a person being filled up with 10,000 devils? I mean, one's bad enough. 10,000. No wonder they, this, this, this guy, <clears throat> making reference to the one, there were more than one, but one of the Gospels make reference to one, cut himself, broke chains, stripped his clothing, lived in a graveyard. But when Jesus came by, do you know what the, the spokesman of that legion said? Son of man, hast thou come to torment us before our time? See, every devil knows he's on a losing team. He even admits that. Fleas. I remember I picked up an old hound dog when I was a kid, and I tied it up underneath our house, the back part of our house. In the south, you can they, they don't pin in all the houses like here. There's no basement, and some of them have brick around and a foundation, but a lot of them are just built up on blocks or pillars. Well, our house was kind of house that had the siding all the way down to the ground on three sides, but on the back side, large enough for you to walk up underneath. It was on a sloped lot. We had a, uh, a room underneath there where we stored uh, canned goods and such. Had a little area there, and off that, we didn't keep anything, so didn't want my mom and dad to know I picked up this hound dog because my dad, he, he, uh, he didn't like for me to bring in dogs and things like that. And so I tied this dog underneath the house. And uh, that thing had fleas. And you talking about getting a place full of fleas. I mean to tell you, I'd go around there and pet that dog, and I'd look down at fleas all over my pants. And we finally got those things in the house even. You're talking about a nuisance. Fleas are very dumb, though. Let me tell you what you can do with fleas. Fleas jump. If you uh, you walk underneath the house, you can just see them. Did you know we had to burn sulfur underneath there to kill all those things? In fact, I was sent up underneath the house with some sulfur to burn, and I stayed underneath there too long, and I got some of my lungs for about six months. <clears throat> I coughed. It, it, 
It not only kills little fleas, it kills big fleas in a hurry. <laughs> but you take a flea and you put them in a jar and screw the top down. In fact, you can put a dozen of them in there. And you watch them. They bump up. They jump up and they hit the top. Boom, 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 boom. They just pop up. You know, just Have you ever seen fleas jump? Just pop up. After a while, they realize where the top is. It hurts to hit the top, evidently. And they get smart. I said they were dumb, but listen to this. They're just smart enough, and they'll pop up to about an eighth of an inch. You can take the top off and sit it down. A week later, they're still in there. They're popping up to about an eighth of an inch at the top. That's a known fact. That's what they'll do. You pick it up and you say, dumb fleas. <laughs> what happened? They hit the top so many times... They get tired of all the resistance. They get tired of the pressure. They get tired of all the bumps and all the bruises. Now what are they going to do? They're going to die in there. They, they want to escape even though the top is off. And what happens sometimes to people? There are certain people in the world that you can pray every devil out of their house and give them the opportunity of their life to live for God. But they'll die right where they are. Let me tell you something. I believe in fasting and prayer, praying. But I also believe that salvation is an individual choice. Daddy can't save you, and Mama can't save you, and no Sunday school teacher can save you until you make up your own mind. Nobody in the world can save you. And you see, the real dilemma in the salvation of the world is this. God saves nobody against their will. So while you're praying, God save my son, or God save my daughter, and your daughter, your son is saying, but I don't want to be saved, you really put God in an awkward position. Why? Because God wants to honor your request at the same time. He can't save anybody against their will. Then the only choice that God has is to apply pressure against you to change your mind. Because there's some of us are not going to change our mind about what we're doing. And God knows that. We're not going to let one young person go to hell. If we have any choice in the matter. And we're going to pray until some of you end up flat on your back in the hospital if it takes it. And we're going to seek God for your soul. Until you just get so disgruntled with everything in life till you submit to God. But please understand, the ultimate choice is really yours. I, I want to I stress that. Because I think some of you are just sitting back. You're just, well, I know that, you know. You know the reason why some of you young people feel so comfortable? Because you hear Dad praying every night, and you hear Mom praying every night, and that's good enough for you. It is not good enough for you. It won't save you. It cannot save you. God did not design this or predicate your salvation what somebody else is going to do. You've got to get a hold of God yourself. You've got to seek God yourself.
You've got to do that. Only two-tenths of one percent of the world is made up of people who have the genuine ability to become leaders. Most people are followers. But could I say something? In view of the fact that most people are followers, and that puts most of you in the category of a follower, not a leader, please exercise enough common sense to check out who you're following. And what you're following. You see, every walk in life can be determined, whether it be good or bad, according to the end to which it leads. Do you know what road you're going down? Do you know what the end result of what you're doing is? Now, here's what we're going to do. The pop machine is going to be off limits during prayer time. And every young person in this church is required to go to the prayer rooms. That simply means no strolling in the hallways. You say, Brother Grant, you can't make me do that. We'll see. What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. You see anything wrong with that? see anything wrong with that. We're going to team up as a united force to get you saved. Let's think about that just for a little bit. Now please understand, we're not trying to drive anybody. Really what we're trying to do is create a circumstance for you to do what you really want to do. You know you want to pray. You know you want to be spiritual. You know you want to seek God. Isn't it really true that sometimes at night when you turn out the light and you put your head on the pillow, you think about the day's activities and some of the things you thought on and some of the things you did. Isn't it really true that deep down inside there is a longing in your soul and you're telling yourself, I wish I were different. I wish I had not have done that. I wish I had the guts to be spiritual. I wish I could go into that prayer room, but because of the group I'm with, they can't do it or won't do it. So we're just going to try to put you all in there together so you can start out all together. See anything wrong with that? Oh, praise God. I sure got a lot of scripture here, and I'm not going to read them, though. I'm going to go to one other thing in closing here tonight. But I feel that's verse 21 through 23. <clears throat> Matthew 7, Jesus had this to say. He warns against false teachers. 15 through 20. It warns against the two ways, the wide way, and and I say warns against the two ways. He warns against the wrong way, instructs concerning the, the narrow way. In 
Matthew seven twenty one. Jesus had this to say: Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of God, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. You know, there has to be a measure of God's will done in your life before you can enter into the pearly gates. How many want to go to heaven? Look at their hands. Now, I'm not going to ask if there's anybody here that wants to go to hell. Somebody might raise their hand. And I think that some of the things that you do, even when you're joking... It's not wise for you to do it. There are certain statements that you say. There should be a fear of God in your heart. There are certain statements that some of our young people make because I've heard those that you ought not be talking that way even if you're kidding. Now let me just give you an example. Every now and then, I have a bad day. Now, I don't have many bad days, but I have some bad days. And so I'll just go home and somebody will say something that's negative, like, wow, you look tired. And I'll say, oh, I am dead. And then, I, for some reason, I slip into this negative thing, like, you know, I'll just make a joke about it. Say, well, it looks like I'm just going to work myself to death. And then I catch myself going to some other negative thing. And I'm only kidding. And a couple of times I told Sister Ann, I said, you know, I'm feeling bad even though I'm only kidding. And you can do that. Now, you really can do that. And you'll find that just the, quiet, just the contrary is true, too. You can start smiling and being happy. Somebody can come in and, you know, there's just certain people that walk in the room. The lights come on brighter. And you got this million-dollar smile. And it's wrapped around their head five times. I mean, they, they can really make you smile. And you get to feeling good, even though, you know, you really didn't do anything other than just observe. And did you know there are certain things that you can kid about so long until you really believe it? It's like the man who tells a lie. It's a known fact that people can tell a lie enough times that they really believe in their mind that it happened that way. So you play games with yourself. And there are certain things you ought not even be kidding about. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have not we prophesied in thy name? You may say, well, that's not me. I've never prophesied. I'm not saying that I think that everything that's spoken here is an individual thing. Like a guy says, I prophesied. No. I think that what the Bible is saying here is, you know, somebody's going to stand before the Lord and say, well, over where I went to church, my, look how we prophesied. We cast out devils in your name. We spoke in tongues. Whoa, we, we did everything in the name of the Lord. We did many great and wonderful works. You know, some people are just born spectators, not participators. But Jesus said in verse 23, Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Now let me explain something here that I found recently in the Scripture.
Turn with me, if you would, to Matthew 1, 25. <clears throat> Verse 18, Matthew 1, verse 18, we'll start there. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together she was found with a child of the Holy Ghost. Now the Bible is actually saying that they were espoused, they were actually engaged. They were not married, they were engaged. Joseph, seeing that his wife was pregnant, She's called his wife, his spouse wife. He says, huh, she's going to bring a lot of embarrassment and shame. I'm going to have to put her away. So he's going to do it privately or privately. He didn't want to make a public example out of her. Because that's what happened when you divorce someone. See, So you're just going to just say, okay, we're just going to put her away. In his own mind, he probably thought, she has been unfaithful to me. However, an angel appeared unto him in a dream, verse 20, and said, Don't be afraid to take Mary to be your wife, for that which is conceived in her is not from a man. It's from the Holy Ghost. And she brought forth a son. His name was called Jesus, for he was to save his people from their sins. Now the Bible says all of this was done, and it was fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, Behold, a virgin shall be with a child. The Bible says she was a virgin. She had never known a man. Now notice verse 25. The Bible says that Joseph knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son. Now, he went ahead and married her. However, she remained a virgin until Jesus was born. I discovered something. I found out just through research that, and knew her not, is taken from the very same phrase, Greek phrase, that Jesus used when he said, Depart from me, you that work iniquity. I never knew you. He was not making reference to the fact that some would come up and he'd look at them and say, I don't think I ever saw you before. Did I ever meet you? That's not what he's talking about. He knows the very hairs of your head. Does he not? Sure he does. He knows every time your heart beats. If the life that's in this man came from God, he knows every time his heart beats. In fact, the word of the Lord is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It reads his mind and the intents of his heart. So that tells me that God knows him. But when he says, I never knew you, this is what he was saying. I never had the intimacy in a relationship with you that was equivalent 
through the intimacy of a husband and wife relationship, which, which, which was Christ and the church, that's spoken of in Ephesians 5. I never had that kind of relationship with you. Your church may have prophesied, but you didn't. Your church may have cast out devils, but you didn't. You may have been hanging around a group that put the devil on the run. But how come you didn't have me in you? What's your excuse, friend? Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands right now and pray. God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes, and my child, I come among you, and I inform you that you should read my word. Consider the words of John, who came before to herald me. He said, when I would come upon the scene, I would step upon this planet Earth as a man would step upon a threshing floor. His fan would be in his hand. With his feet in the fan, he would separate the chaff from the wheat. And when he would fan it, the wheat would remain and the chaff would be blown. And then it would be burned with unquenchable fire. And I stand to tell you that my spirit is a spirit of love. It is a spirit of salvation. But to reject the great power of God is to reject God himself. And to reject my Holy Spirit that moves among you and to say that you do not want my love. It's blasphemous to the cross upon which I hanged and gave my life for you. It's trampling upon my blood. It's making a mockery of me and a shame of me. My child, I stand before you to tell you that I love you today. And I want to be your Savior. But if you accept not my love tomorrow, my wrath will be kindled and I will become your judge. 
I love you and I call you tonight to a place of repentance, saith the Lord. I don't have anything else to say. If you want to come and pray, now is the time to do it. your Holy Spirit would come. Jesus, touch us, Lord, we pray, oh God, touch our young people. God, put a real want to, a real desire inside of them. God, oh God, oh God, help them, Lord, to want to serve you and trust you. God, speak to our hearts here tonight, Lord. Jesus, as we give ourselves to you, 
Father, we submit to Calvary. We submit to your cross, Lord. We submit to everything, Lord, that's in your word. We give ourselves, O God, for you. You gave yourself, Lord, a ransom for us. God, we seek your face, Lord. We dig into spiritual things. Lord, we've been knocked down, but we're not knocked out, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we're going to come up swinging, Lord. We believe that you put your power inside of us, Lord. We believe that we can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth us. Oh, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Jesus, I love you, God, and I worship you, Lord. And I give myself, O Lord, to you. Lord, your author and finisher of our faith, Lord. You are the bright, you are the morning star. Oh, Savior, 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 may the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ come. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Let us seek your face tonight, Lord, as we give ourselves to you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Find somebody to pray with if you're not praying with somebody. Go to somebody, encourage them, put your arms around them. Lay hands on them. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that you're concerned about them. Let them know that you care. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. God, we love you. We love you. We love you. Savior, we praise you, Lord. God, we give ourselves afresh to you. Oh, Savior, we want your Holy Spirit to rest upon us. We want the glory of God. We believe the rapture trumpet will sound in the very near future, Lord. We want to go up and we want to be with you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. We do, we do, we do, God. We want to be in the rapture, Lord. We don't want to be left behind. Lord Jesus, we want to be a spiritual army. God, we want to be filled uh, with the Holy Ghost. We want an overflowing God of your Holy Spirit, God. We want it to rest upon us, Lord. Oh, God, that's what we want, God. I say, Lord, that's what we want, Lord. We don't want to be lukewarm and backslidden. But, oh, God, we want to be on fire. Hallelujah. We want it burning inside of our souls, oh, God. That's what we want, Lord. I say, that's what we want, God. That's what we want, Lord. That's what we want, Lord. That's what we want, Lord. Oh, Savior, 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 Savior. For one of these days, Lord, we're going to fly away, oh God. I say, one of these days, Lord, we're going to fly away. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 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 Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus is alive and Jesus is real. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We do. Oh, Father Lord, Father Lord, Father Lord, 
God, you're so mighty. God, you're so true. God, you're so great to be praised. And Heavenly Lord, we love you with our whole heart, with our mind, with our soul, with our strength, oh God. Lord, with every fiber, God, we have in us, myself, Lord, to you, God, I do. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Lord, may your Holy Spirit come. God, let us find mercy. Let us find grace, Lord. Oh, God, let us be like no Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, we love you, Lord. 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 We worship you, God. We give ourselves to you. Oh, Savior, Lord. You're so rich and real. You're so mighty and so true. You're so great to be praised, Heavenly Father. And God, we believe. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Lord Jesus, we give ourselves to you. God, we praise you.
Praise God. Let's keep praising the Lord. Let's keep digging in. Praise God. Let's continue to pray and hold on to God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, Savior, 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 Savior. God, we just love you, Lord. God, we worship you, God. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. The Lord is alive and the Lord is real. The Lord is mighty and the Lord is true. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus, God. We love you, Lord. We do. We worship you, God. We do. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Lord, we seek your face, Lord. We call upon your name because your name is the only saving name. For there is salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Praise the name of the Lord. There's victory here tonight. There's victory here tonight. There's victory here tonight. We just seek your face, God. We go for victory, Lord, all the way for victory. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. For in you, Lord, we live. In you, we move. In you, God, we have our being. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There is great rejoicing in the Lord. There is great rejoicing in the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, we want to hold.
Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh God, we give ourselves to you, Lord. We seek your face, Lord. There is none other name. Hallelujah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. God, I love you. I love you. I love you. I worship you. I worship you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. God, we love you. God, we worship you. I love you, God. 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 Lord, you're just so great, Lord. You're just so wonderful, Lord. You're just so mighty, God. You're just so true. God, you're everything, Lord, that I need. You are the bright of the morning star. God, you're absolutely everything, Lord. We give ourselves to you. Lord, we hold on to the horns of the altar. We won't let you go, God. We won't let you go, God. We won't let you go. Oh, God, we will wrestle as Jacob with the angel. Oh, God, as Abraham of old bargained with God relative to the righteous of the city of Sodom. Lord, we won't let you go. God, we come before you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You are the Lord of heaven. You are the God that we love. You are the God that we appreciate. We seek your face, Lord. We seek your face. We come, Lord Jesus, into your house with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are the Lord of heaven. You are the God we appreciate. You're the one that we praise, O oh Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. For Lord, in you we live. In you we move. In you we breathe. In you, Lord, we have our being. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. God, there is none other. Praise God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord, we'll seek your face until revival comes to our young people. 
God. We want to break through at this altar tonight, Lord. At this altar tonight. We want the glory of the Lord to come. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, we do, God. We want the glory of the Lord to come. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. God in you, Lord. We have our being in you, Lord. We have our being. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, God. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. God, I love you. I love you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.